Hey team, Boomer Sooner. Go Cats. I'm Dylan. And I'm Kylie. And this is the Good Idea at the Time podcast. Battle of the Blue Blood Spouses. Kylie, here we are. Week number two of Good Idea at the Time. Welcome back. Kylie, how you doing? Oh man, I'm doing good. I am so excited we're another week closer to football. I know. It's so close. And this week fall camp started around the country. Pads are a poppin'. They are pop lock and dropping. Pop lock and (laughs) dropping. Uh, this is why it's exciting because uh, football's really close. There's football, even if it's just Jets and Browns on the TV. Uh, there is some some football. It's like a being comforting played. sight, you know. I just feel at ease when it, I see football in the evening. It tells me the cool air is around the corner. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. Well, uh, we are excited about our conversation today, breaking down the SEC, the granddaddy of them all, talking about all the teams that I hate. And Kylie will soon learn to hate as an OU fan. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely some that I already hate. But I, you will learn I do not have as strong opinions. You should. We're a podcast about strong opinions. I know. But you definitely take the cake with all the strong opinions. And I think that's going to shine in this episode. Uh, I do want to start, though, today's breakdown correcting myself already. Okay. Uh, so some of our back to episode one. Some of our loyal listeners pointed out to me, mm-hmm. uh, like my father-in-law, <laughs> shout out Travis Brown, that uh, I made a, several mistakes, and I'm going to go through them in order. Number one. He's just looking out. He's just, he's just helping me out. Uh, number one, the first mistake was I said Greg Aranda for Baylor's head coach. Who's that? Uh, that? I'm sure there's a man named Greg Aranda. But I said it we very quickly sh- the second time, but Dave Aranda is the Baylor's head coach. Yep. Uh, Dave. So that was mistake number one. Mistake number two, uh, Nick Benito, he played linebacker and defensive end. Did not play defensive back. Uh, or cornerback or uh, whatever we said. That's totally tackle. my fault. I'm just not used to a man that size playing defensive end. I like a little size in the SEC on defensive end, so mm-hmm. that's my fault uh, okay. for not knowing what position Nick Benito mm-hmm. played. And, and finally, last thing, Cincinnati's old head coach. Cincinnati's old head coach is Luke confused. Fickle. I got confused on what you were asking me. You asked me who that was, who who their last head coach was, and I thought you were talking about Louisville, not Cincinnati. I, said, I correctly said that uh, that Louisville's Louisville's previous head coach is the head, is the offensive coordinator at Texas A and M. Uh, mm-hmm. But but you were asking me about Luke Fickle, who is yep. now the head coach Wisconsin. at Wisconsin. Which is a big deal for them. So we're going to break down the Big Ten next week. uh, So we have a lot to say about Luke Fickle. But uh, those are my corrections. I will not make any more mistakes ever again. (laughs) You have our word. You have our word. (laughs) So stay tuned. We're going to break down the SEC in the same way we did with the Big 12. Uh, And and I can guarantee you there are some super spicy spicy takes. Because I hate. I'm very heated. Hate. Dylan can't have a rational and calm conversation about a certain uh, team. A certain team. A certain team. And, yep. It's going to get spicy. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned. Check us out. Here we go. It's time to break down these teams, breaking them down into four categories. Uh These teams will be in the following categories. They can be either a great team, a could-be-great team, a, a thinks they're great. Thinks they're a great team, and finally, and wishes and they wishes they were great. great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good thing about the SEC is uh, every team could probably go into those bottom two categories as mm-hmm. thinks they're great and wishes they were great. Uh, as a Kentucky fan, I've experienced a lot of wishing, um, but the this is going to be some some really fun breakdowns because I think we're going to have a very different list. I know, I had a harder time, and I think too because I'm not as comfortable with the SEC as the Big 12 just since I am an OU fan. Um, but we are moving to the SEC, so this yeah. is really good 
scouting the competition. Kind of scouting that I could do. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It definitely is different just even with the amount of teams I have in each area. It's very different than last week. So. Mine, yes. Yeah, so uh, here's – I had a lot of people ask me this. I, I do want to break down for you, Kylie, just so we're on the same page. Okay. Uh, when we're saying – a the, in the four categories, a great team is a team that could be a playoff contender. Okay, yeah. A could be great is a team that could be knocking on the door, could have a special season if the ball falls right. Like a double digit win, like uh, 10 could wins. Be, could be 9, plus. 10 wins, yeah. knocking on the door if, if certain things happen. Right. Uh, if everything, yeah. Yep. Falls and in and line. then a, a thinks they're great is going to be a team that, that has high expectations, but is going to be a six, seven, eight win team mm-hmm. um, when they're expecting to be higher. And then a wishes they were great is a team that, that is going to be around that five to six wins, bottom of the conference. Yeah, and I would also like to add with mine, some of mine I don't think necessarily fit in so cleanly into those categories. Mine but I don't think either. the thinks they're great. I put a lot of emotion with that category especially. Like just what thinks they're great kind of reads as is like cocky and just like people that kind of over deliver but then they under or they over promise and yeah. under deliver and like that kind of just swag that doesn't ever actually amount to anything. That's kind of some of the teams that I've been putting in that category as well. So that's what we're talking about uh, in these four categories. So let's dive right in. Uh, And Kylie, I'm going to let you go first here. We're going to start this with our great teams. So let's start at the top of the pyramid. Uh, Who are your great teams in the SEC in 2023? Okay, so I just have one team as great. Georgia Bulldogs. Sick them. Yep, go dogs, gata, all the things, right? <laughs> um, they were previous national champions. Back to back. Back to back. But can they three-peat? I heard that Kirby Smart, their new mantra is better never rest. Oh, my gosh. So he says complacency is going to be their main thing they're working against. So they got to get on it and Talk about better first never world rest. Problems. Right, it's like... How can you get some other narrative? Like last year was all, everyone counted us out. Like who counted you out, Everybody Georgia? picked them to win. Who counted you out? Um, so now it's like, well, I think people are counting us in, but we better not let up. Like we put on the gas kind of kind of deal, which, wow, that kind of leads into my next segment about Georgia. Um, it might be an interesting like culture issue. Um, Kirby Smart also has uh, kind of talked about like a ton of his team members getting tickets for speeding like it's up to like 10 plus now and you know the tragedy that happened last year after the national championship um, it's just some interesting I don't know decisions being made by those men really over there on the football team so I don't know I hope they can work past that that they can make something out of this season. They are extremely talented. They have the recruits. They are super deep in, like, all positions. I mean, I just think that's what SEC boils down to is you have that competitive depth, which is awesome. Um, a competitive depth. I, I think that's a Brent Venables quote. I think it is. is. It wow. Just kind of, you know. Huh, interesting. Lacing that in. Um Brock Bowers, man, he's awesome. Maybe They're the best player in. in the country. I mean, he's one to watch for sure. I mean, he, he so could have gone pro three years ago. Yeah. As a freshman. Um, and then they kind of got a little bit of a QB battle, I've, I'm hearing. So between Carson Beck and Brock Vandegrift. There, there is not they, – they want you to believe that there's a quarterback battle, but there but there's is – not. No, Carson Beck will be the player. Okay. Okay. I thought it would be kind of funny if Brock won and then Brock – through to Brock. <laughs> um, and then they also went in the transfer portal and stole leading receivers from Mississippi State and from Missouri. Why would you not want to go to Georgia? I know, that's so true. Like, yeah, why not? If the opportunity is there, why wouldn't you take it? So, anyways, Georgia. I what got you, him. I got him as my great category. Your only great team. My only great team. <clears throat> uh, what do you think of the visor? The visor. Yeah, Kirby Smart's visor. It's a, it's a signature look. I would say that Bob Stoops first rocked the visor, and I like the one that Bob Stoops wears. It's a thinner profile. Mm. It's not as thick. I think Kirby Smart's almost looks like a golf visor. Like, it's okay. real thick. I'm so, getting... So, Kirby Smart was Maybe doesn't have the right head for it. Okay. He does He does have a weird head. That is true. Uh, yeah. But it's got to contain all of the plays. 
<laughs> all, all the defensive plays. <laughs> Love it. So you're one only great team. <laughs> yes. Georgia Bulldogs. Yep, go dogs. Go. Shout out Ben Sharf. Ben Sharp. <laughs> okay, uh, let me break down my great teams. I have three. Oh, okay. I have three great I'm really teams. Interested. Number one is the Georgia Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how you keep a team that uh, is as deep as they are, is as talented as they are. Defense was probably down even a little bit last year from where they're going to be this year. Um, yeah. You you have speed, you have size, you have strength. And um, you've also have the bin there. And, like, and you have the bin there. Got the confidence. <clears throat> and it doesn't hurt that Georgia's schedule uh, is probably easier than than some of the other teams that are going to be competing them for a national championship. That's just the reality. Whether that's Alabama or Ohio State or Michigan or or um, some of the other schools, you're you're not going to have to play this the schedule. So I think Georgia's great if they are not in the SEC championship uh, and playing in a playoff. Uh, I think this is a disappointing year for how mm. much talent. The yeah. one hiccup they could have, and this is a benefit of riches, but does the quarterback replacing Stetson Bennett uh, go as planned? And that's just an easy trans, uh, transition mm-hmm. to Carson Beck or Brock Vandergriff, whatever the case, um, whoever ends up playing. I mean, you don't have to be uber talented to play quarterback at Georgia when everybody beats their man and is stronger than their guy. And you have the best tight end. Probably the best receiving core, yeah. uh, the best defense yeah. to hold people down. You so just you, have to execute. You just got to execute. Um, similar to AJ McCarron of oh, uh, of Alabama. Alabama a few years ago. That's he's not. Thing. He's not a rock star quarterback, mm-hmm. but uh, but he had to execute. So enough about the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, I think I think they're a great team. I have Alabama. Okay. Yeah. I think everybody is sleeping on Alabama, and we have we have forgotten who coaches that football team. I haven't forgotten. I think people have forgotten that Alabama uh, has Nick Saban on the sideline. Yeah. Has as equal a talent as anybody in the country. And everybody's acting like they're going to take a massive step back for one reason. It's because they, they're not sure on the quarterback. Yeah. But they're in the same problem as Georgia. which That's is true. Which is they have all the talent. All you have to do is go out there and execute. Now, you're coming off of Bryce Young, who, who had to really do a lot. But I actually think there's a ton of talent. Now, you bring in that Notre Dame transfer after you hire the Notre Dame offensive coordinator. Right, right, right. Uh, so, so everybody after spring ball, so everybody kind of thinks, well, that's probably the guy because Joe Milton's not gonna not gonna get it done. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not worried about Alabama. I think they got a they have a uh, a bone to pick, a chip on their shoulder. I think they're gonna come after uh, come after the SEC West this year, and particularly my next great team. LSU. Yeah. I I really like this team. Here's why. I think they have the best best quarterback in the country. Um, I think Jaden Daniels is probably the best quarterback in the SEC. Uh, I think he, he can... Well, he's definitely the most... Well, not the most, but he's very seasoned. I mean, this is his fifth fifth year. Fifth year. Uh, so that's a that's good for the quarterback who's naturally kind of that leadership role for a team. Right? Ton of ton of talent. Um, I think they finished the year so strong. Obviously, winning the SEC West, um, playing in the game, they got obviously. Will they rival the twenty nineteen LSU? No team? shot. On uh, twenty nineteen, no LSU was maybe one of the that best like teams magical. ever assembled. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, you're talking about talking about five high-level NFL guys yeah. uh, and skill positions, you know. So, no, I, I think this team is really good. I think Jaden Daniels, um, they are great. I think they are going to be expected, and and a lot of people are picking them to, to win the SEC West and play Georgia in the in the conference championship mm. game. I think they could be great. But this is my shaky team. This was my borderline. I think they okay. are great right now because of the quarterback play, and it's going to cover the multitude of sins. But the big question mark for me is safeties okay. for LSU. Can the okay. sa- can the safeties play lockdown coverage defense against these big boys? Um, mm-hmm. I think they can, but they did give up a lot of points last year. So they can get into that top ten, top seven defense. They're going to be a great team. Well, so just to throw a wrench in your plan, their O line last year was the second worst in sacks allowed. So that is something that's working against them. Their QB stellar, but can he be stellar if he doesn't have the proper Protection for yeah. Him. Look at the numbers though. Most of those sacks given up were early in the year. They were hurt on the offensive line, got healthy late, which is why they made the run that they that they ran. You expect everybody to be healthy coming into the year. If they can avoid injuries, I think yeah. I think they'll be okay. Yeah. All right. So your great teams are that is Georgia, Alabama, LSU. Nice. Okay. 
So then let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into our thinks or their uh, could be great teams. And this is where it's about to get spicy. Would you like me to go first or you to go first? I'll go first. All right. I do have one correction to make. Dylan, you. I said Joe Milton. Said Joe Milton. That is for Tennessee's. Alabama. That's Tennessee's quarterback. I you know. You meant Jalen Milrow. I meant Milrow. The Milrow yes. and the Milton. Yes. So sorry. Tricky. I never make mistakes. It's my first one. It's okay. It's our revision right now. So that's exactly we'll, right. I, as soon as I said it, I said that's Tennessee's quarterback. But I was hoping nobody would catch it. Thank you, Kylie. <laughs> I saw. I saw uh, you lean right over to that computer and start to like well, fact check me. Well, on my notes, it didn't have Joe Milton, and then I just looked on Tennessee, and I was like, oh, it's definitely wrong. <laughs> So, anyways, I will dive right into my could be great. So, this is a second tier of teams, and I've got quite a few more since I only included Georgia in my great. Um, start with Alabama. You can't count against Bama. So, I mean, I have them up there that I just don't know with this year. Like, can they make the CFP again? They were out last year. That feels like a big hold hurdle to have to kind of go up against when you've been out of it and the QB battle and then Saban's like real big I don't know what exactly the word is just he seems so frustrated oh, with his team pit. and he's with pissed. like the production and I mean he never comes across very happy but he just like after the spring game when it was pretty lackluster I mean all hell probably broke loose in he's that gonna, He's going to have no trouble motivating this team this year because nobody thinks they're good. And what's funny is that his past, like, things he used to do, at least knew this from when we had Jalen Hurts, but, you know, they were just always up on that number one greatest team, and so he would say, that's rat poison. Don't listen to anything. It's just going to poison you. Like, you got to just be diligent, stay committed. Like, he can't really say that this year because no one's really talking. I mean, they're they're talking about him, but not as much as Georgia, and I think that really, really, really Georgia's daddy fires him right up. Now. Yeah. Which, Georgia's daddy. Man. Gosh, you know he hates that, too. Yeah. Um. So what do, do they what do they need to be great? Like, to get them in the great category, where where do you think is a great season for them? Well, I think, obviously, getting their quarterback situation figured out and cleaning up the turnovers because all three of those quarterbacks that are kind of battling have issues with turning over the ball, interceptions, fumbles, whatever it is. Um, that just can't happen. Like, to play Alabama football, you cannot make mistakes. Like, if another team is beating you, it's because they are actually better than you. You cannot let anybody beat you if you're Alabama. That's just like, if you're any team. But Alabama just, you can't do it. Um, so I think that's the big one for them. But, man, Alabama is a team that I will literally always cheer against. Like, <laughs> in every single scenario, like, I cannot cheer for them. And I feel like I've been saying pretty positive things about them. And this comes, again, like, I'm not as opinionated as Dylan, but – Oh, man, when they're playing and when I just feel like, I don't know if it's like this unfair, like, especially from our college football playoff game when we just got destroyed and Kyler Murray tried his best and it just didn't do anything. Um, I will say my one positive memory with Alabama was I did go to the Sugar Bowl when OU played Alabama. Um, Trevor Knight was our quarterback. I mean, I would say walking around NOLA, it was like 70% Alabama fans, 30% OU fans, and the whole – it felt heavy like we just knew we were going to lose. Like all my friends I went with, we were like, eh, okay. Um, And that was like the game of a lifetime. It just was crazy. We came back. They, I think through Alabama, was like charging down, going to score, and then they ended up throwing an interception to us, and we won – because um, we were ahead at that moment, and it just turned and was was so thrilling and fun, and I was so happy that I got to go. That was when I think I was a sophomore in college, so just a friend trip, really fun memory. Um, and this was way before we obviously are in the SEC now or moving to the SEC next year, but we were taunting them like it felt like a high school student section, and we were going, SEC, SEC, and it was just – Amazing. Stick it to them. Stick it to them. That's em. right. You could chant that all the way home next year when they come running on the field. I know. That'll Man, be a fun game. That will be wild. 
Um, next one I have is Tennessee, Ooh. baby. thing about Tennessee um I really was a fan of Hendon Hooker last year I am a Josh Heupel girl I mean Heupel's from OU like sooner born sooner bred like it doesn't just stop um I think Josh Heupel feels sooner born or sooner bred I don't know but this is me so that's what I'm saying um I also really love Rick Barnes which is their basketball coach and I think that makes you the most mad (laughs) I love that he puts his sweet little grandson or son or, I don't know, that little boy that he has that, like, sits behind the team. And I just think it's precious. And he seems like just a great guy. So, anyways, I'm more of a people person than, like, a team hater. And Dylan can overlook all the good and just be like, no, I'm strong in my hate. I hate them. Like, he will, ten toes down, stand so firm in the hate. Um, But let me tell you why I think they could be great. So, I um Tennessee players. Okay, this is some some scoop. It's not even scuttlebutt, it's scoop. Um, but there's a Tennessee player who commented on some Georgia Instagram and they said we finna whoop your mm. booty. Um so I bet they do think that. I think that's gonna be a real interesting game and obviously Georgia's gonna use that as some big time motivation. You can really can't say those things because you're just gonna if it doesn't work out, you get embarrassed. But Tennessee, they all think they're going to beat Georgia this year. Um, Joe Milton, he sat behind Hendon Hooker for two years, which I respect that. I think that a quarterback in this day and age that actually takes time to be developed and sits behind somebody who is awesome and talented and, like, waits for their turn, I think is really commendable. So I'm curious and excited to see what he does. Um I just thought this was interesting. They've got a receiver named Squirrel Wright. Squirrel, Squirrel White. Big Squirrel fan. Big Squirrel Girl. So squirrel I just, girl. I just, I just, I just love that. Oh, we're saying Squirrel, and our dog is kind of having a moment. Um, and then they've got some of their running back core returning as well. So they have a lot of the same kind of pieces of their offense. Um, I don't know. I'm just feeling good about Tennessee. You're just death staring me. He's death staring me. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. Let's just move on. You yeah, can keep, enough you can said. Keep. Enough said for 20 minutes. I've said about Tennessee. Enough said though. <laughs> um, I also I think it's funny. I said Tennessee before I said Kentucky, but I also have Kentucky in this group. So, does that help your love for me again? I'll pray about it. Okay. Um. Cool. All right. Kentucky. Got a new quarterback, Devin O'Leary, correct? Devin Leary, no O. Oh, Devin Leary. Man, I'm always trying to add things to people's last names. Devin Leary, praised as a guy who can make all the throws, which is really fun for Kentucky, especially for being a fan, because we've not necessarily had – I guess Will Levis had a real big cannon of an arm, but still for some reason kind of – didn't maybe rise to all the expectations or all of the games with accuracy. Not this past season. Not this past season. And then in seasons past, the quarterback has just not been as skilled of a guy. So it's real fun to hear that you've got a guy who is coming in confident, making all the throws. So that's – you can put your, your trust in him, right? Got to love Mark Stoops because I also – he's got an OU connection. Bob Stoops and and he last year got the most winning winningest coach in Kentucky for football, correct? So that's that's big. Um, Fifty wins. <laughs> didn't, didn't didn't have to be that much, but still, it's very impressive. Um, they got a running went out and got a running back from Vandy, Ray Davis, which he tore it up against them last year so I think that Mark was really happy to get him on Kentucky side of things O-line had room for improvement but defense is going to be solid which they are pretty solid last year they were pretty solid and I think that's what kept them in quite a few games especially when Will was hurt and things were a little bit rocky 
Um, and then they've got top five receivers back. So that wide receiver core is strong, which is great for a quarterback who makes all the throws. So I just think they're up there. They could be great. Okay, got LSU in there in the mix. They've just got some buzz. I mean, the women basketball team won. And then they got some buzz with their female gymnastics things going on. Um, Brian Kelly, sixth, sixth straight double-digit win season was last, last year. So that's a really good, impressive record. So he's had 10 wins now for um, a while. I already talked about they allowed some sacks last year, which is interesting. Kind of makes me think twice. Um, Mason Smith, the team's best player, their defensive tackle, he tore his ACL last year, but he is back. Mm -hmm. So that is really good news for the LSU Tigers. Go Tigers. Okay, and then I have also got Arkansas. Dang, this list keeps going. Hold on, let me make sure. Yeah. Your list is too long. Not all these teams can win 10 games. I know. I know, but that's okay. I'm still going to go with it. I can't I can't audible right now. <laughs> I just can't do that. I got Arkansas. They're likable for me. Um, I believe KJ Jefferson is SEC top's QB. SEC's top QB. Um, big time choice and coming back, which that says a lot too, to stay at the place um, stay at your university. I'm, I'm big on that. I'm big on loyalty. So, um, they, they're running back Rocket Sanders going to do some good things this year. Hopefully also love the name. Um, and then Dan Enos, their OC is, I guess, coming back to Arkansas. He was previously at Arkansas and then Ken- Kendall Bryles was most recently their OC, but he left to go to TCU. That's right. So, That'll be interesting. A lot of – I was telling Dylan, which I don't I don't know if you agree with this. I just think doing some of this research, I've seen a ton of first-year, second-year offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, even coaches. It just seems like there's a lot of movement on the coaching side of things, not as much as the players with the transfer portal. But it just feels like things are shaking up. Anyways, I got Arkansas in there. And then Mississippi State. Um, what? I, yeah. Mississippi State. Yes. And this is why. Tell me why. Well, they were 9-4 last year. They were 9-4. So and four. I'm sorry. 9-4. and four. You hate when I say that. <laughs> what is 9-4? I don't know. <laughs> um, I just think that they've got a lot to play for this year. Like, Mike Leach passing away last year. Like, I think they're going to dedicate this season to him. And I just, I just want to believe that it'll be – a winning season. So this is like heart, not. I think it's paper. heart. Yeah. Not stats. It's not definitely plays. heart. No, it's definitely heart. But that's how I'm more of like a gut person. That's fine. So I like to do my research, but I like to have some in there that just feel like this. Mississippi State's going to finish State is, la- last in the SEC no, West. No, Mississippi State is that for me. Um, just like how I included Kansas. I don't know about Kansas. I don't think they're really going to be. It could be great, but I want them to be. So <laughs> that's where I'm putting them. Maybe in we, my ideal world, <laughs> this is where they would be. So that's what I'm Maybe saying. we should do a separate category for Kylie's but wishes. Let me just great. say that I did look up that Sports Illustrated only predicted three losses. So that's not that far off from what I'm saying. That's actually, that pretty much correlates exactly with what I'm saying. So, uh, that's what I got. I think that that's all. I'm going to double. So, so go back over from the top. Well. Um, and fill the dead air, please. <laughs> that's a crazy list for teams that can win at a high level. Uh, that could be great. Okay, so for my... Could be great. I've got Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, LSU, Arkansas, and Mississippi State. Six. Six teams, and you finish with Mississippi State, who plays LSU week three at home. That's a loss. Mississippi State at South Carolina. That's a loss. Alabama at Mississippi State. That's a loss. Mississippi State (laughs) at Arkansas. That's a loss. Mississippi State at Auburn. That's a toss-up. Kentucky at Mississippi State. Winnable game, but I think Kentucky wins it. And then Ole Miss, the Egg Bowl. Hey, 
That's already six losses. Guess what? Usually when I pick anything and I do tournament challenges, who beats you every time? You do. I do. You do. You do. You do. You do you want to place a little friendly wager on Mississippi State's schedule this year? <laughs> just a little side bet for no, all of them. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't you, know. So I just feel like it's going to be the like Space Jam moment where they have the crazy Gatorade and they're just like in <laughs> some Mike Leach. My, like he, he like, Mike I don't special know. stuff. Yeah. I oh, I love that. I'm, right? Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> you that's, don't love that. that. I don't love that. <laughs> okay, here is my thinks they're great uh, or uh, could be great teams. This is uh, four teams. Let me start with the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, Kentucky, the University of Kentucky. The University of Kentucky. Um, this is probably the most talented team we put on on a roster uh, probably since we won 10 games um, in, in 20, uh, what, 2019 when, when we won, beat, beat Penn State in the Citrus Bowl, uh, had Benny Snell, had a first-round draft pick and Josh Allen. Um, yeah, had had a healthy Terry Wilson. Like there's there's a ton of upside with this team. Devin Leary, you're right. He's not a big arm guy. He's not a guy that's going to throw it deep down the field. But Devin Leary uh, is consistent. Um, uh, one of the wide receivers said that he throws a more catchable ball than Will. So mm. Dane, that's what Dane Key said. Okay, I've heard that. I've heard that when you compare quarterbacks, there is a such thing as a catchable like soft ball versus like a hard dart ball and. I don't know. There's just so much that. When you got a big cannon, sometimes that ball can always come out hot. Yeah. And uh, to have a quarterback with some touch goes a long way. Yeah. And so, and then here's the biggest thing: Brad White, on the defensive coordinator for UK, is going to be excellent. Um, He has been for a long time. What about your OC? He's had top ten, but that's the real turning point for this season. You had a jabroni last year. A guy who had a lot of talent who could bring Mm. over the San Francisco 49er offense and Mike Shanahan um, into. in, into college, and he had never been a been a offensive coordinator. Steps into Kentucky. His name Rich Scangalero. Uh, mm. Lasted one season. He's clearly out the door. Just not a good fit. After yeah. after a seven and five season, seven and six after you lose mm-hmm. the bowl game, um, where you're just not With impressed. Man, I mean, those seven wins are mainly hanging on to your defense. That's like, exactly your right. Your defense kept you in that. And and you're you're asking. I mean, you have. You have two five-star receivers out there. You have a transfer from Virginia Tech and Tavion Robinson. Mm. You have a you have a top ten defense, um, and you have a quarterback who's projected first round top four pick. Now we obviously know he fell to the second round in a better situation, but but you have all of that, and you can't muster. And you lose to Vandy. They lost to Vandy. So mm, yeah, you let that guy go. Can't do that. You, you get back. Liam Cohen, who was the author of the 10 win season in 2021. The offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator. What I say? Author. Author. He authored the, the 10 oh, win season. Okay. That's what I say. Okay. Yeah. And so you get your offensive coordinator back, Liam Cohen. Uh, him and his wife love Lexington. I think he's there for a good minute. If you're talking about my pick yeah. to take over the team when, when Stoops retires, that's what the Stoops brothers do, is they retire young. Um, and, and I think when Stoops is done, give the range to Liam Cohen. Liam Cohen is going to unlock. Devin Leary, I think Kentucky is a sleeper, sleeper to win the SEC. Whoa, that is a big. You heard it take. here first. You heard it here first. I Kentucky. Think I'm still sleeping. Kentucky is a sleeper to win the SEC. You get Georgia, first of October. Yeah. You get. Uh, and, Why would and you want them at, that, that it's early? At Georgia, I'm just saying. Um, yeah. It's early enough. Do you Nobody's think it's hurt. Early enough that Georgia could like drop an early game. No, Georgia's not dropping any games. I'm not worried okay. about that. But we went down there two years ago in 2021 with a good team, a ranked team, uh-huh. um, and we we put up two touchdowns on them. Had the ability to to really get that game around halftime when a fumble happened that we didn't pick up, uh, so they blew it dead. We, we had a chance. I'm not saying we would have won the game, but we were competitive in the game. I think we're going to be competitive this year. Okay. Just don't be surprised if that's an upset. All right. Man. Catch Georgia sleeping on that complacency. Mm. UK could be great <laughs> playing in the SEC. I think Texas A&M. Texas A&M, my number two team. Yeah. Texas A&M. Uh, at some point, the talent's there. At some point. I, I mean, at some point, the talent <laughs> the talent has to start to produce. I, oh, gosh. I'm not yeah. high on Jimbo. And I think the Texas A&M experiment is an interesting one because you – being bring in Bobby Petrino, um, mm-hmm. 
you you have some weird hires. They've not come out and said that Bobby's going to be calling the plays because uh, Jimbo called plays. It, it makes no yeah. sense. Like Bobby's going to be calling the plays, right? Yeah. Bobby's a good mind. I think I think they're going to let him run the offense. Well, because you get into that like too many cooks in the kitchen type thing with them as well. Like, what is it with this state I, of Texas? I did read a conspiracy a little... that uh, Jimbo's trying to get fired. So he can get his buyout and retire, which it's still an eighty-five million dollar plus buyout. So and then he he's gets tanking all of it. Year. So is he tanking? I don't know. I actually think this is a do or die though for him. I think the A&M fans will go do a GoFundMe to get him out of there if they have another bad season. I think the talent's there. I think they could be great and give the SEC West, particularly Alabama and LSU, Some a run fits. for their money. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you had Arkansas in your could be great because I also do. I think KJ oh, okay. is a great quarterback. I actually think that like Arkansas is a weird sleeper that can like play upset. I'm not picking them to go to the SEC West uh, to represent the SEC West in the uh, in the conference championship game, but I think they can play spoiler for a lot. Um, Arkansas was on a hot streak. Uh, they play KJ gets hurt. They lose a couple games in the middle, then come right back to uh, to their winning ways at the end of the season when KJ comes back. I think Arkansas could be that sleepery team in the SEC West, similar to Kentucky on the SEC East, that could make some noise. So I have Arkansas in my could be great. Okay. And then I have, and I hate saying this, but I think there's just some talent there, <laughs> South Carolina. <laughs> I'm so surprised you put them there. Here, here's why. I went back and forth with this I team. So I surprised. hate Shane Beamer and his little rivalry with Stoops. He, mm-hmm. he, he is like a little yappy uh, like Chihuahua, Chihuahua barking at the heels of greatness of Mark Stoops. Mark he he's is riding. Like he is like riding that. some coattails. He acts like, but but here's the thing. I can't dismiss that Spencer Rattler may have figured it out at quarterback. Yeah. I can't dismiss the fact that they beat Tennessee and Clemson in the year last year. I know. I can't ignore they, the fact yeah. that they return a good chunk of their team, and I can't ignore the fact that they have a pretty good schedule. Yeah. So and they even could, in the previous year, I mean, they had some standout wins that really kind of put everyone on on notice for Shane Beamer and his uh, coaching. There, there was a moment a few years ago, and this was borderline uh, Stoops' tenure um, when we don't know if he was going to work out. And I the story came out after the game. We were playing Mississippi State. We end up winning on a walk off field goal. Yeah. Um, and. They said way after the season, but after that game, that that the AD Mitch Barnhart had come to Stoops and said, "Hey, it's probably this one where we got it. We got to make a change." Mm. So they got there and win that, and that win against Mississippi State was a turning point in our program. Wow. As as Stoops had the faith, we we went to a bowl game the first time that year. Um, we had a massive win, and South Carolina, I think, may have had that win against Kentucky last year. Now they they mm. that turning win that was like, oh, this may work for Shane Beamer. Um, they beat Kentucky again with a hurt. Will Levis. Will Levis didn't play. Yeah. Um, you you caught us on a weird weird turnover to start the game. It was stupid. You gave gave we gave South Carolina seven points. I just think there's there's some talent there. I know Shane Beamer's an OU guy. I know Shane Beamer is what. Blah, blah, blah. Here's here's what I do know is that there Spencer Rattler could be, he is a good quarterback when he's out of his head. Yeah. And I think did anyone watch? What was that show called? QB1? QB1 back in the day. And his parents named him to be, like, they picked his name, Spencer Rattler, because they thought it sounded cool over, like, a game microphone or what is that, the press box. Yeah, and it'll it'll sound cool getting drafted, and then he'll be in the Canada <laughs> football league. I just think that's wild. They, long. like, spoke that into existence. And they he's did. actually a college football player, and he's a starter, and he's they did. twerpy, but, you know. So, those good. are those are my four teams. That is UK, Texas A and M, Arkansas, South Carolina. Okay. All right. Now we got to start moving. We got we got a lot to cover because mm. we still got half. We get we've we've talked a lot about the good teams. Let's go ahead and jump in to the thinks they're great team. Let me go on my Tennessee rant. I freaking hate Tennessee. Oh I think Tennessee is the most overhyped. They are the Texas of the SEC. Always talked about, never deliver. Last year, don't cut me off. Don't cut me off. I'm going to rant about Tennessee. I hate Tennessee more than than anybody else. 
because Tennessee is has had Kentucky's number for 50 years. My, my entire lifetime, Kentucky's had Tennessee's. And we've, we've gotten them a couple of times, but for the last 40 games, they've beaten Kentucky a majority of the time. I think Josh Heupel is a flash in the pan. I think Josh Heupel caught a little bit of TCU magic last year where he had a quarterback that was playing well. He had a a different tweak on the spread. Uh, He had a first round draft pick in uh in the quarter in the uh, wide receiver there uh, he had a little bit of caught fire in a bottle and then all of a sudden everybody's like Tennessee is going to be excellent no Tennessee's going to take a step back Tennessee's going to mm. get beaten by Kentucky Tennessee's going to get whooped by Georgia Tennessee's going to lose a stupid game to Mississippi State or South Carolina Tennessee is a three four five seven loss team don't count me out they're not going to lose seven games but the, I that I think they're a three loss team I think they are going to be the disappointment of the year. I think they think they're great. They are not great because Joe Milton is not the guy. Hmm. I think he's a good – because here's the thing with Joe Milton. Joe Milton played pretty bad after Hendon Hooker got beat, got got hurt. Yeah. And then had a month to develop and played really good against Clemson in that bowl game and obviously beats a pretty pretty banged up and not-so-great Clemson team. I don't think Joe Milton is as hot as everybody wants to make him. I saw something today that he was on freaking Heisman odds. Mm-hmm. That Joe Milton is going to be up for the No shot. Yeah. Joe Milton is not that guy. Josh Heupel's not that guy. I think they take a step back. Tennessee is a, is a flash in the pan. I think they think they're great. They want to think they're great. They're not great. I think Josh Heupel is definitely that guy. He's got to prove it. I he's think he proven will. nothing right now. Yeah, and I think that you think that he's only got like one play, like that his his you know tweak on the spread is all he's got. Like I think that he's a much more offensive mastermind than we're all giving him credit for. We are in a hyperbolic culture, and you just call him a mastermind for for a ten win season. They're first in twenty years. Yeah, but I, he, I mean, he's coaches, not a mastermind. Let's see what he does this year. Coach for 20 plus years. I mean, he's building his resume. And just like how Mark Stoops had a turning point, I mean, so can Heupel. And you're you're judging him on, I mean, how, how long has he been in uh, Tennessee? It's his second year. This is only his second year. I know. I think they so take a step back. I'm not that saying they're going to go down. I said he's a flash in the pan from what he he's being praised as a guy who is an offensive mastermind, is the next Lincoln Riley, is this, all this. But he he's not proven anything yet. Okay. He's not even won anything. Okay. And I'm saying he's won games. Tennessee he's won 10 games. Tennessee will not will not uh, be great this year. You heard it here first. Okay. My next team is Auburn. I I got to come down a little bit. My blood pressure's up. I hate Tennessee. I got I got to calm my blood pressure down. Auburn is my next team that thinks they're great. I I think Auburn fans are realistic enough to to know that at the end of the day, Hugh um Hugh Freeze is a great hire for them. They flipped they flipped a couple Alabama guys and Georgia guys uh, for coming up for next for next cycle. Um, they they have been recruiting well. They flipped another kid. I mean they're they're starting to clip off some of those some of those uh, Georgia and Alabama and yeah, high they level. They got to hang in the SEC recruiting. You know they got to get and, some. And of those Auburn, guys. I I think SEC is great when Auburn's good. I really do believe that. And I think I think. Alabama has just dominated them for so, so long. Yeah. I'm ready to get back to really awesome Iron Bowl weekends. Um, I, yeah. I like Hugh Freeze as a coach. He is the only coach in the SEC West to beat Alabama twice. Oh. He's actually the only coach in the SEC. Where did he? Outside of where did Kirby. Where was he? So when he, when he was at Ole Miss, when Hugh Freeze was at Ole Miss, he beat Alabama oh. twice. Okay. Which is why he has the job at Auburn. Hugh Freeze also is a slummy, uh, slimy dude. Hmm. But sold your soul to the devil, Auburn fans. That's okay. I think they think they're great. It's just not going to be this year. I think they may win a win a weird game or two, um, but they're probably around the seven eight win mark. Maybe maybe six if things just fall off. I think Vandy fans think they're great. 
I think I think Vandy thinks they're great. Uh, you know, their coach a couple of years ago said uh, that their that their goal is to is to win the national championship, which is a really silly thing to say at Vandy. Um, that's like Kansas saying they're going to win the national championship. They're not. Uh, but but I think Vandy has some pieces. They just lost a lot. They just lost a lot. Some of their best players transferred. You mentioned Ray Davis going to Kentucky. Yeah. Um, and they had a quarterback step out too. I think uh, Vandy Vandy could be one of those those teams that kind of gets funky. But I think. Uh, I think Vandy thinks they're great, but they're not actually great. And then my last team is Ole Miss. Ole Miss, mm. Lane Kiffin. Hmm. Maybe the perfect coach for Ole Miss. What a character. He gets to act like he's so swaggy. He looks like a frat star. He is a frat like, star. Like, have you seen him, like, with his little unbuttoned, like, collared shirt and his hair all tossed? Like, He what? looked like he came on off a of surf or, uh, or hanging out at 38. Like, yeah. I know. We... <laughs> the the picture that he posted, I think, for his girlfriend or wife, not sure. Um, yeah, that dude's not married. That's girlfriend. Okay, girlfriend. Okay, well, he was wearing a, a hat, and I zoomed in on it, and it was a restaurant on 30A, close to um, the place. The place area. that we go. Yeah, yeah. It's so uh, I think Lane Giffen is is a good. Co- Here, here's what's great about that job is Ole Miss like wants to be relevant. Everybody talk about them. But they're actually not stupid enough to expect national championships and playoff appearances in SEC West. Um, so they're happy with like eight, nine win seasons that that they just think, oh, if a ball would have bounced the right way, could have had it. So I think uh, I think they think they're great. I don't think they're great. Uh, mm. Watch watch that uh, that Alabama game though this year. Uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss could get them. So even though Hugh Freeze is no longer at Ole Miss, Ole Miss still I, could I get. Think, I think Ole Miss is could Ole get Miss them. the yeah yeah. Yeah. So th- those are my four teams that thinks mm. they're great. Dog water, gross, blech, Tennessee, Auburn, Vandy, and Ole Miss. Nice. Okay. Well, my teams that think they're great, I'm going to start with Florida. I just think they think they're great. They were previously six and seven. Um, Billy Napier. Napier. Yep. Second year coach, another new ish coach. Um, and then their quarterback situation, not sure if it's a battle or if there's just kind of contenders or they're going to do some kind of switching between them, but Graham Mertz and Jack Miller. Um, <laughs> Can I tell you a story about Graham Mertz really fast? Yeah. So Graham Mertz was a transfer, was linked to Kentucky early on. We get Devin Leary, uh-huh. who everybody said is one of the top transfer quarterbacks. Right. Where did Graham, he come from? NC State. Okay. Uh, yeah. Graham Mertz uh, ends up at Florida, and all Florida's Twitter whining about how they they lost out on, on the better quarterback going to Kentucky. Why would any quarterback want to go to Kentucky? He must, must not be a competitor. Oh, and they okay. were so, so mad about Graham having Graham Mertz, Graham Mertz. is kind of their second, their, second best guy. Mm, interesting. Well, I don't – I just couldn't put them in the wishes are good. I don't think they're in that very last category for me. So they're in the things are great, but I don't have a whole lot to back that up. Um, I think they actually – they kind of are also in a tough spot because their non-conference games are versus Utah and Florida State, which those are going to be very tricky games to win. So that Utah game is going to be That is hard zero. because, you know, SEC likes to schedule those cupcake games for non-cons and – those are not cupcake that's games. That's not true. Yes. That's yes, not it true. The, you, they, a lot of the SEC teams play really high-profile games. Uh, you know, Alabama, Georgia would have played. Georgia would have played OU this year, right? Have they not been they going to like SEC? They just like to fluff a little bit, though. They like to fluff around Thanksgiving. Yes, that is that is correct. I mean, I just saw a graphic that was talking about the teams that have the most Power Five wins, and it's OU. At like, well, I don't want to say the numbers because I think I'm going to get them wrong. But it's OU, Ohio State, and then Alabama. But Alabama is considerably lower than those two at the top by like 20 or 25. And so I feel like in my head, like it just makes sense. Like Alabama just doesn't schedule those games quite as much. It's because they play eight eight conference games, not nine. Whereas the Big Ten and the SEC or the, and the Big Twelve right. play nine. Right. Games. Which I'm talking is a non-con is one of the fluffy cupcake games. Um, okay, then I've got Auburn in there. Hugh Freeze, first-year coach. Dylan talked about him a little bit. 
Um, got that Michigan State, State transfer QB, Peyton Thorne. Um, got some Tulsa O-line transfers, two of them. So I always like to root for Tulsa, and they were actually pretty decent last year, um, considering cause that they're definitely the forgotten Oklahoma school for the most part. But um, they were competitive. Uh, our, their running back looks to kind of lead their offense this year. Um, defense was definitely sketchy last year, um, but they've got a new defensive coordinator in Ron Roberts. So I don't know, just be watching out for them. And we've got a dear friend who is a diehard Auburn fan and shout out Morgan Edwards. Yes. Shout out Morgan. Um, so, you know, I'll cheer for, I'll cheer for them. And I also will for sure always cheer for Auburn in the Iron Bowl. So. War Eagle. Can't ever cheer for Alabama. Okay. Next thing I've got. Oh, my God. <laughs> Turn my swag on. South Carolina. <laughs> I am referencing that viral trend where um, people like walk into a room and they get like a coat thrown on them and like sunglasses and then all the lights dim and there's a microphone and everybody's phone lights are around them and they're just like rapping in the middle. That is Shane Beamer, man. And I, you know, got a soft spot for the Beamer. He previously was an OU guy, um, got his he got called up to be a head coach in South Carolina, and I just think that that's awesome. I think all the guys that were um, OU players that were under him, like Jeremiah Hall, has, like, amazing things to say about Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer, like, brought him out to one of the games. I mean, he's a, a, a nice dude. Um, in the SEC media days, he's, like, asked about Oklahoma and asked about OU coming to the SEC, and he goes, there's just nothing like it. And then he kind of has to – like backtrack his words and he's like uh well there's a lot of things like it so he's just you can tell he's still got that love for Oklahoma um so no love was lost there and then man Spencer Rattler like he's just twerpy is a good word for me for him um I really had faith in him when our 2020 season and you just were like no 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 mm no and I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I just really think so. And it, it didn't pan out. So you were right. But um, I don't know. I, I think he might finally be at a place that works for him. Um, saw this week that it's he got, got, that, got that NIL money. He's got that black mat G-Wagon. So, you know, he's he's uh, it's rolling just rolling that. around. Um Man, with some major swag. So they, they're just kind of swaggy. You know, I don't know they're, if you've ever been to they're Columbia. They're in that thinks they're great because they really do think they're great. They always they think they're great. always think they're That's great. why I hate them. Um, I do think that for being real, like Spencer, he needs to work on his consistency. He needs to cut down on those interceptions. Like he needs to stop beating himself because he has the accuracy, everything about it. Man, Texas A&M, they had – disappointment last year five and seven that is just sad with all the talent that they have and the recruits that they have um I think that I know I said this before but they just have culture issues there's something going on when there's big time recruits that want to go and they've got the NIL money but then things don't pan out and so I would buy into the conspiracy theory which I buy into a lot of conspiracy (laughs) theories Jimbo's tank I'm just kidding I really do I really good, don't. I, do I love, love to. I love theory. to research, like to kind of be like, hmm, go down the rabbit hole. But I, I, yeah, I would say I'm, I'm a healthy uh, fake meat. You know. Yeah. What? Don't buy the fake meat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, and then Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin. Um, I would say that his when he's good, he's good, and his offenses are smooth, and they're really they're really great. Um, He's interesting though. Like he he got all in a tizzy about football is a disaster. Like the NIL and the transfer portal. Like that was his whole spiel over the SEC media days. So he's he's definitely a character, and he's just interesting to watch. The guy who just a year ago was putting a banner on Instagram talking about champion of the portal. Yeah. But complaining about the portal. Yeah, complaining because 
you know, you can have an older guy who's graduated, but then they're still getting texts from all these other teams, like, come here, come here. And so then they're like, oh, the strength coach kind of yelled at me wrong today, so I'm just going to jump ship and go, which I do think that that's kind of an issue with our, our culture now is just very like, how can you best serve me and let me go where I want to be instead of like, let me stick this out and tough it. Anyways, um, but they did, their depth is better because of the transfer portal. So those are my thinks they're great. We got Florida, Auburn, South Carolina, Texas A&M, and Ole Miss. Good teams. Let's wrap this up. My wishes they were great teams, the Florida Gators. They wish they were great. They're not great. Going to finish at the bottom of the SEC, right above <laughs> Vandy. Uh, I think Florida uh, is just has a ton of issues. Uh, let me tell a quick story to kind of highlight my Florida dislike. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky had a transfer. A really good offensive lineman that should have got on the field last year couldn't couldn't stay on the field couldn't he was a five star big dude I know this uh, <laughs> his name his name was Keontae Goodwin he transfers this offseason to Florida okay I make a tweet commenting I said hey uh, that's probably a good fit for him he needs looser accountability L O two O's two O's L O O S E R right um, and like I was saying, hey, you know, he 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 needs to be in a place that's not going to hold him as accountable as Kentucky is. For so it's a little like a good dig. Fit. It's I a was making, I was totally making a the dig because dig. we have owned them the last five years, um, and okay. and Florida fans came at me. I'm talking a hundred plus <laughs> tweets talking about how my loser program you went semi-viral. I went, I I'm went, just whatever viral means. <laughs> Our definition of viral. Uh, if I little... got more than a tweet, it was viral. <laughs> Uh, but people came at me, and they would. I would get one of three comments. Uh, you fat boy, you don't know anything about football. Uh, I would get, uh, you meant to say loser, and we're not a loser program. No, if you read right, I meant looser accountability. And three, it would be, uh, we Florida owns you guys, you know, and I said, we've won three of the last five years. That you don't own us. Yeah, I do remember that years. time in your life. And about a week later, you had to say, I need to delete Twitter off my phone. I, I did. I had to take a little bit of a break. Uh, people were coming after me. Uh, so Florida is that team for me who wishes they were great. Uh, Mississippi State, I don't know why you like Mississippi State. That is such – they were way, ranked way too high on yours. Uh, replacing Mike Leach is going to be tough. I think Will Rogers is a good quarterback, but what do we know about Mike Leach? What What do we know about Mike Leach? He's an interesting guy. He runs he the what? The air raid. He runs the air, the air raid. Okay. Um, and he he has a lot of spread them out, same formations, go run different trees. Um, switching to an entirely different game plan is going to be tough for Will Rogers. Okay. I think he has it in him, but I just don't think they're good, they're good enough to win. And then lastly, probably one of the worst teams in the SEC East, Mizzou. Yeah. There's nothing good about Columbia, Missouri. There's mm. nothing good about it. They, they are the, the team outside of those first couple of years that came into the SEC from the Big 12 and just has never really taken advantage of the SEC money. Hmm. They have yeah. never really taken – because their stadium sucks, their colors suck, their town sucks. It all sucks. And their football <laughs> team sucks. So Missouri wishes they were great. Who are your wishes they were great teams? Well, I've got Missouri. I will echo you. Um they do have some bold predictions around this team, like I think from their own camp. So who knows how uh, true these will be. But they're saying top 15 defense? What? And five players make all SEC team? I just I just don't think that can happen. Um, I will say I will root for Theo Weiss. He transferred to Missouri. Um, I also think it's interesting that number one recruit out of the whole – 2024 class, William, don't know his last name. I'm not going to help you. Okay. Because I don't know it. It's okay. Well, don't, don't try to find it. It doesn't matter. I know. I was really trying to find it in my head. But anyways, he's between like OU and Missouri. Yeah. He's from Columbia, I Home believe. Hometown. Or Columbus. Columbus, Missouri. No, it's Columbia. No, Columbia is a South Carolina one, Bo- right? Both of the name, same name. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I hope he produces for them. I also got Vandy. I don't know why you have Vandy so high. So I feel I like, like Vandy. I know, but I think Vandy should be in the wishes. They were great. Um, they finished five and seven. They finished last in SEC scoring defense and back-to-back seasons. Um, lost a lot in running back and tight end camps. And O line has 
always struggled. Always so, be bad. I just can't can't count them in it. I think they wish they were great. They do wish they were great. So what are your teams? My teams are Vanderbilt and Missouri. So the, that is our rankings from great to wishes they were great. Yeah. That's where every team will finish. Yeah. And as always, our rankings, our list is a good idea. At the time. Okay, now it's time with all the rankings listed. We're going to pick our SEC championship game mm-hmm. uh, players and uh, f- and champion. Uh, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I want you to go first. You take it away. So I can be really brief and easy. These are my great teams. That's who's going to be playing in it. It is the Georgia Bulldogs and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Okay. I think people are going to sleep on Alabama. I think Alabama has a lot to prove against their game against LSU. I think they have a lot to prove against their game in their game against Georgia. But the big dogs continue to eat. The UGA Bulldogs go back to back to back. Dang. Get themselves into that CFP. Ooh, wow. Okay. That's a good take. What do you think the score is? I I think it is a close game because I think that's just how Alabama plays. This could be a, a, a flip uh, or a similar type game to win Tua through the – uh, through the touchdown against after after Jalen got benched in the national championship game, yeah. Georgia and Alabama, uh, I think Alabama could definitely win it. I'm gonna go. Uh, I think I think for Alabama to stay in it, it's gotta gotta be a higher scoring game. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 38-35 walk off touchdown. Walk off field goal. I would say walk off touchdown. Okay, so it was 31. Yep. Oh. Game winning drive. What? That's what I got. That's interesting. I don't. Hmm. I don't think. That's don't a good think idea. That's how it's gonna play. Okay. So mine is I got Georgia in there, obviously, and I'm gonna put LSU. LSU. I really. You hate am LSU. Thinking. Yeah, but I'm gonna put them. Okay. Yeah. Um. I know in my head I was debating if I should put Arkansas in there. Oh <laughs> it's like gosh. the really interesting, like, ooh, no one else is going to have this pick. <laughs> um, no, I think I think Georgia will probably beat LSU. I think it'll be a lower scoring game, actually. I think it'll be closer to like 20 to, let's say, I'm trying to do the math in my head, 13. If, if the game's in the, in the upper teens, low, low 20s, Georgia wins – Nine times out of ten, on anybody they play, you're gonna keep the game that low. Um, I think I think that's a yeah. good choice. I think LSU or Alabama could be there. Uh, I think if Georgia can get past Kentucky week six, I think they they go all the way. But Kentucky <laughs> is the hardest game on the schedule. <laughs> Suck it, Tennessee fans. <laughs> and as you know, it was a good idea at, at the, the time. time. All right, friends, thanks again for listening this far. And we've got our last little segment, Question Time with Kylie. I know last week I threw a pop culture question in. This week I'm taking it, like, home to the heart. Oh, no. About our family. Okay. And really anyone's family. You can insert your children and your teams in the mix as we ask this question. So I teed it up a little bit, but you're probably like, what what is she going to say? So I'm going to use Dylan. I'm going to use you as an example, your teams. So you loved, you love Kentucky and you hate Tennessee. I hate them. So if our son, who is just a little baby still, but if he grows up, would you rather him be like a four-year player in air quotes at Kentucky so he like rides bench doesn't really do anything but he's at he's at your alma mater he's at Kentucky we're talking basketball we're talking whatever sport I'm probably basketball because that's kind of what okay you like the most but okay basketball or would you rather him be a one and done amazing player go to Tennessee and then have an NBA career after like have the ability to have that so it's Oof. like, would you rip your heart out and let him be a Tennessee volunteer? So, or would you just play it safe and want him to go to Kentucky? Oh, I sent you this question because this was asked of JJ Reddick about his about his his son going to Duke or North Carolina. I almost think that's an easier answer for JJ than what I'm about to say. 
Why? I hate Tennessee. I almost hate Tennessee more than I love Kentucky. Hmm. Oh, that's man. not true. I, I that is not true. I, I don't know, Kylie. I, I, I could never wear the orange. I know that to be true. I wouldn't want a jersey with his name on it in the house. I know. I was asking. I, I was like, if we had jerseys with his name on the back, like, would you wear one? I am sure. Or would you have one? Here, or here, if he was like a really awesome player, would we frame it? Like, I hope twenty year year. In the future, Dylan. Twenty year senior. Twenty year my senior. Yeah. Is a much more inter inter uh, integrated, thoughtful, caring, accepting, accepting individual about the teams. <laughs> so I, I think if if it's four year walk on, not really going to play at Kentucky, or a a chance to have a future NBA contract, playing at Tennessee. Oh, I can't believe I'm gonna say it out loud. Dad, don't listen. I I am going Hands to I'm ears. going to pick one and done at Tennessee cuz I only have to deal with it for a year. Oh, okay. And but that's NBA contract and I don't have anything about NBA hate. That's true. So I, I think I can swallow it for a year. Wow, I just wow. am going to work a lot that year that he's at Tennessee. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, if it's like OU I or Texas, think or it will be so ingrained in him that I don't know if he would even make that choice for himself, unless if Robot Rick Barnes called him up, though, it was like, dang, I do love Rick Barnes. Oh, you, um, you could be swooned. So I for sure could be swooned, and I also don't really mind either choice. Ugh. I would love if my son was on a team for four years and had amazing work ethic instilled in him and a ton of accountability and made great friendships. And, like, I think that that sports are so good for so many things. It doesn't have to just be, like, what you can do for me. But he has to to wear that orange, Kylie. No, no, no. I'm talking about if he was even on Kentucky for four years. Like, even if he didn't, like, I'm using this in air quotes, but, like, amount to, like, go – you know, play anything past yeah. college, that's still wildly amazing. And I'd be like, yes, that's incredible. Or even anything below that, that's incredible. I'm going to be so proud of him no matter what. But I also could easily have him go anywhere. And even how much I hate Alabama, oh, you know I would be wearing, like, their um, – Oh, now I'm losing what it is. Crimson. Well, no, it's like that black and white. It's not checkered, but it's their oh, houndstooth. Tooth. You know, I'd be wearing a houndstooth scarf and like, <laughs> I mean, I could kind of do crimson because OU's crimson. I mean, I would totally buy like all in because I would just be like, so for my son, right? I would put that love above any sports love. This is where you I think just you just have a better heart than me and you love people more <laughs> I, I I I know just, which we said this before I love the people and the underdog stories and everything gets me more than you and you just still have that staunch like which I think there is a ride or die like team like I mean that there's so many people that are just like you and I think there's so many people that are like me too well I like my people yeah. The haters, <laughs> the by haters. definition. The haters and the Twitter viral tweeters. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, this has been a really fun conversation. I hope you've, you've enjoyed us breaking down SEC football yeah. and really tapping into the heart stuff about where do we love to hate and where do we love to win. Yeah. This has been a good idea at the time. Yeah. Next week we'll be back with a breakdown of the Big Ten. The Big Ten. The wannabe SEC. Man. And yeah. we will we will be breaking down Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan and all the pretenders. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Stay tuned for that next week. This has been Good Idea at the Time. Take time and erase you. Love your hair no more. No, I don't fear no more. But yet, respect and quite sincere no more.